you may recall yesterday, former Vancouver Mayor Sam Sullivan uh, was on the show, uh, and we were talking about Lord Roberts Elementary School, which is based in the West End uh, here in Vancouver. It was originally built in 1901. Uh, there was a vote um, that basically started the process to changing the name of that school. Now, Lord Roberts was uh, celebrated as a British general during the Boer War, um, and he was involved, of course, uh, in the war there in South Africa in the 20th century, in the early parts of the 20th century. Uh, many people celebrated his military leadership, uh, but there's also been focus placed on his use of concentration camps uh, in uh, South Africa as well. Um, and many have argued that, look, if you're going to change names, we need a new process or a process that uh, that perhaps does a better job in fundamentally researching some of these individuals whose names we want to take off. Uh, Mr. Sullivan basically felt that we were, were we collectively as, as citizens, I guess, or a society have been too aggressive with changing names, certainly in the city of Vancouver. Take a listen to what uh, Mayor Sullivan said yesterday. I've been watching just out of the corner of my eye as the Vancouver School Board has really gone into this aggressive name-changing program. I've heard more than than 20 schools that have been proposed. And uh, when the Lord Roberts came up, I said, hold on a sec. I I was the uh, honorary major of the BC Regiment, and Lord Roberts was the first general ever to lead Vancouver soldiers in a war. And they went to fight slavery. And uh, I thought, they're missing the whole point. The, the reasons they gave were really what you would find in a Wikipedia Google search. That was former Vancouver Mayor Sam Sullivan on the show yesterday. Joining me now is Breen Olette. He's a Vancouver-based lawyer of Métis descent. And Breen comes on our show many times to talk about a variety of political issues. I wanted to chat with him today on some of the comments that uh, Sam Sullivan made in the broader issue of of changing names and what the process should be. First of all, Breen, first, welcome to the show. Thanks again. Good to have you. I know you have a very busy schedule. I always appreciate you making time for us. Your thoughts, first and foremost, on um, Mr. Sullivan's comments that we've been a bit too aggressive with name changing and that we need a new process. Well, I mean, as far as aggressiveness goes, the first thing that comes to my mind is who are we recognizing now? And... Um, Mr. Sullivan's put out a, a, a video that goes to pretty great lengths to um, to um, defend Lord Roberts and what happened uh, in, in his uh, career, in his military career. And I think that it maybe is a little softer than, than it could be. So first we have to ask ourselves, is someone who devised a plan to burn farms and place the population in concentration camps um, for whatever the intention was, whether it was a good intention or not. And then he left. And then when he came back later and found that it was wildly out of control and thousands of children, primarily children, were dying in the camps and he chose to do nothing, is that a person that we want to hold up as mm-hmm. somebody that is you know, on the side of a school, somebody that we're respecting? Um, and then, more generally, who do we want to respect in Canada? Do we want to respect the people of this land, Canadians, Indigenous people, people who have contributed directly to Canada? Or do we want to respect the British? And I think there's a growing movement that, uh, that wants to focus more on, on 
us on Canada. I mean, it was just uh, this week was uh, the anniversary of the patriation of Canada's constitution when the UK finally gave up power over our constitution and it was ours. Um, I think the timing on that is, has been playing around in my head and saying, yeah, we, we as a country, as Canada, we should be looking more at what we've done, what we've accomplished. And when we're looking at uh, promoting people, we should really be looking at, is there something here that, that we don't agree with, that we wouldn't respect? Um, because I believe there are many people who are of, of great note historically who don't have skeletons in the closet of the order of crimes against humanity. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the argument that Mr. Sullivan made that we fall into this uh, presentism, I think he called it, which is basically uh, taking the norms and values of today collectively as society and then uh, judging people from 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and somehow you know, saying those people are not fit to have their name on a public institution uh, because they don't meet the norms of today. I think that it's, um, you know, the, once again, it's a, it's a question of degrees. And uh, I have seen Mr. Sullivan talk about cancelling people. I don't think that Lord Roberts is at risk of being cancelled. Mm-hmm. I, I think that history will remember Lord Roberts, no matter what. Um, but uh, who, who we remember in Vancouver... The people that matter to us in Vancouver, who have mattered in the past, matter in the present. I think that is a very fine focus for us to have. I don't think we have to rely on um, on a, a predominantly British recognition, which has been one of the complaints that people have made about the, the naming of many different uh, monuments, schools, and so forth around the city. I think there's 25 plus that are of uh, individuals of British heritage or lords uh, in the Vancouver area. Others are based on geography and, 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 and other folks of other backgrounds as well, but you're right, the, the majority there. And Lord Roberts would fit into that as well. Now, one of the other arguments uh, that uh, Mr. Sullivan made was that, look, uh, Marie Sinclair, who was the chair of the uh, Reconciliation Commission, uh, who also felt that renaming schools and institutions was counter uh, productive. It produced anger at times, didn't encourage harmony. Uh, what do you say to that comment from Mr. Sullivan? Well, I, I have reviewed um, Senator slash Judge slash Commissioner Sinclair's uh, uh, comments that were made, and they were a little more sophisticated than what uh, Mr. Sullivan has presented. They, uh, Mr. Sinclair said that um, the focus shouldn't be on fighting about removing names. It should be on presenting a balanced history of Canada. And one of, you know, speaking to reconciliation, it's not local to, to BC, but one of the things that um, Mr. Sinclair has spoken about in the past is the Selkirk Treaty and how, um, you know, Lord Selkirk, who happens to be one of the people named on one of the schools in Vancouver, mm-hmm. is recognized for, for uh, brokering this treaty. But Chief Peguis, uh, a, a Soto chief, has never been really adequately recognized at all. And so what uh, Mr. Sinclair's point was, was there should be a balance of Indigenous people, you know, Canadian people, immigrants, uh, the people who've really contributed to the fabric of this country should be represented in mosaic. I, I, I'm putting some words in his mouth, but I think that's where he was going with that. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with some of these names of present schools that have been named for many, many decades, and some of them may be of British heritage or other heritage as well, that if we start 
that we do actually should should be replacing some of these names? Yeah, so I'm I am comfortable with replacing names on on anything, uh, but I'm I'm very I'm much, I'm very much a modernist person, <laughs> so I like to I like to keep moving forward. I think it's important to recognize the past, remember the past. Uh, I think there are better ways to remember the past than others, and yeah. I, I think that life should always be balanced. We're speaking to Breen Olette, Vancouver-based lawyer. We were talking about uh, naming our public institutions, whether they be schools or others. Uh, we had former Vancouver Mayor Sam Sullivan on yesterday, uh, who said, slow down for a moment here, folks. We were talking specifically about Lord Roberts School, which was built in 1901. There was moved, of course, changed the name of that school. It's located in the city's uh, west end. Uh, many have said, look, uh, they support this process of changing names. Others say, wait a minute here. Uh, perhaps we need to do a better job in um, maybe talking about when schools' names should be changed and what are the parameters that we, we, we change with. So uh, it's a very interesting conversation. I wanted to talk to Breen as well after talking to uh, Sam Sullivan yesterday. Um, let's just talk, walk away from schools just for a moment, Breen. Uh, what we saw with the Gassy Jack um, uh, uh, statue in Gastown, we certainly know Gassy Jack's uh, background. Um, uh, you know, today's times or those times, hideous at the end of the day. Um, would you support something like that with some with a group a group of folks who clearly know the history, took the statue down? We've seen in other locations where other uh, even elected officials from the past have had those statues have come down as well. Would you? I mean, I'm not saying asking to be whether you're supportive of that, of those types of actions that are unilateral. Um, but how do we judge some of these individuals of the past, like a former prime minister or a premier, who may not? be the most perfect human being, uh, A, or B, certainly does not fit the norms and values of today. Well, I mean, Gassy Jack is a really interesting subject because there was a unilateral tearing down of the of the monument. And um, uh, some of the host nations, uh, I can't remember if all of them, but I know some of them uh, were not happy that that unilateral decision was made without their input. And I think that's a very fine point, is that... Um, when we start making unilateral decisions to tear something down, then there's there are risks. It creates risks to people in the population. There can be misdirected uh, anger and violence. Um, so it, I think it is best to go through a process and to make sure that process is fair. I think it's also really important to note that um, on a lot of these decisions that should involve the host nations... Uh, the capacity funding isn't there. And yeah. so they can't, they, they don't have the capacity to come into the conversation because they're, they're being invited in if they pay their own way. And in their, in their eyes, that's, um, that's not an invitation that's very reconciliatory, and I think I agree with that position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's go to the open line. If you do have uh, your uh, thoughts on uh, what we should be doing in regards to uh, changing names, what should the process be in changing names, potentially a public institutions, give me a call, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell phone. Let's go to George in Abbotsford. Hi, George. Good show as always, Jazz. Thank you. You know, Th Jazz, mm -hmm. it seems as a senior... It seems daily that we were meant to feel guilty as Canadians about our past. It seems every day. And when you look at name changes, I think of Dundas Street in Toronto. 
thousands of businesses and corporations, hundreds and hundreds along Dundas Street, is there no thought given to the cost, the cost for each one of those corporations and individuals and condo dwellers to go through the whole address change for the sake of naming, renaming something? Mm-hmm. I, I just... I just shake my my head about this. I'm sorry. No, I appreciate your call, George. I mean... Uh, let me just try to phrase what George is saying. I understand his frustration. First of all, thank you for calling in, George. Appreciate it. Um, there is a frustration there from some from some citizens. Say, look, this isn't the norm. This hasn't been the norm. And he does raise a, a practical issue. Let's say if you change the name of a street, it does impact businesses. It does impact everyday people. Um, and there are those who say, look, it's an attack on, on European culture, European heritage, European pioneers who've also helped build this province and build this country. Um, I mean... I guess there's no perfect way to do this, and that's part of the challenge is trying to build this new country, whether it be you call it reconciliation, well, you just call it modern Canada. And it's not just about reconciliation. It's about, as you say, new immigrants, new pioneers, an issue of greater power with women, recognizing their contribution as well. It's yes. predominantly been a, a very narrow sort of sector of people that we've been using and naming institutions after. How do we get to that point? So George, who sounds like a really fine gentleman, and he is, but he's frustrated, and I don't blame his fr- blame him for that frustration. Well, and I see two parts to it. So first of all, George feels uh, like he's under attack um, or that, that he should be guilty. And I, you know, when I talk, I, I'm going to give an example. It's a little bit outside of uh, BC, but when I was at, uh, at a tribunal uh, at uh, Beardy's Okamasis Reserve in Saskatchewan about a decade ago, it was a, it was a, Canadian tribunal to uh, to determine recompense for um, an injury to uh, Beardy's Okamasis uh, descent uh, ancestors, and uh, an elder got up and he was talking, and what struck me was when he said, "You know, we're not asking, we're not, we're not in this process. We're not even asking for for restitution. We're not asking for uh, for." some grand apology. We're just asking Canada to live up to the promises that were originally made. Um, He didn't want to assign blame. He didn't want to punish anybody. And I think that goes for a lot of Indigenous people in this country. We aren't aren't blaming you, George. Um, What we're asking you to do is open your eyes to the complete history of Canada and accept those wrongs that have occurred. And let's work forward together to make it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil from Vancouver. Let's go to Phil. Hi, Phil. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, just with the name-changing thing, I mean, I, I think I've got a solution to it. I mean, instead of renaming uh, all these old buildings and so on, mm-hmm. why not? I mean, we're doing a lot of development. We're building a lot of buildings. So just, just name the new buildings after all these uh, Canadians and so on that you want to name them after, and that way everyone's happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be a practical, pragmatic response uh, to some of this. But, uh, you know, we're not building too many schools too often. I mean, it's hard enough to get funding these days. And I'm not saying that everything needs to be changed, but it has. To, it is a movement that grows out of a neighborhood. There is a process there in regards to who can change a name. I can't, you know, be coming in from the suburbs say, I want to change the Lord Robert's name. It's got to be the area. It's got to be citizens. It's got to be the taxpayers there uh, as well. But it is a, a very interesting conversation and a fascinating one. Breen. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, I talked to Sam yesterday. He had some very thoughtful comments, and but I did want to hear from you on this issue as well. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure.